You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey there, how you doing? I'm doing good, and yourself? I am doing well. And for everybody who is tuned in, welcome to the Genesis Science Fiction Radio Show, a premium but free service of the Genesis (laughs) Science Fiction (laughs) Society website. Um, All right. I'm glad you made it, man. You and me both. I'm tired as hell. Well, you've had enough on your plate for the last couple months. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it doesn't stop. But you know, if you really can't complain because um, have a lot of good things going on, it's just um, managing everything can be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm just taking a look at uh, taking a look around here. So how's your weather down there? Man, it's pretty good. It was in uh, the 60s today. Um, It was nice. I had to relinquish my jacket, which is cool. Um, It's nice and sunny. I I can't even complain. It was really nice. Good. Oh, and and for those who who may be tuning in by accident, Uh, my name is Wario Hayashi, and I'm the host, and our special guest tonight is the creator of the BlackScienceFictionSociety.com website, and a host of other stellar inventions and creations, Jarvis Sheffield. Yay! <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, we had a 70s like the day before yesterday, or close to 70. But, you know, it it goes back down in the 40s, and it keeps hitting around and jerking us around. And this has been one of the longest, you know, spring startups ever, you know? Hmm. Okay. Always interesting weather in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was just noticing that, the um, the National Weather Service pointed out that the Great Lakes region is warming up a lot faster than the rest of the country. I didn't read deep enough to figure out why, but uh, I'm going to go back and check on that in a little while. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, when you figure uh, that out, let me know. Yeah, no kidding. So um, let's let's jump right in. First of all, let's talk a little bit about the new version of the BlackScienceFictionSociety.com website. Um, I kind of like it. It's cleaner. Uh, it doesn't use Adobe Flash, which is nice because most of the browsers are kind of dropping support for that extension and add-in. Um, from your perspective as a developer and the person who has to keep up with it, um, what what do you like most about 
you know, using the new template? Um, I think just knowing that it's secure, because the original database, um, it was probably about eight years old, and in computer terms and internet terms, it's kind of ancient, but it yeah. served its purpose, and it had all of the features that I was looking for. Um, and so uh, they came out with, uh, well, actually, the company that does it is Ning, and they've been uh, through two different hands since we started. Well, actually, three now. And so I didn't want to move to the newer version until the newer version had at least all of the functions that the old one that we were used to had. And so they finally got to that level. So I moved toward that because I didn't want people to go there with Internet Explorer or Mozilla. Normally, we didn't have this problem with uh, with Chrome, but it would say that the site is unsecure. And so security is a big thing these days. And so that would probably scare some people away. And I, I didn't want to lose people from thinking they are, they came to a bug and virus infested site. Sure. <laughs> and about, about how long did it take you to do the whole changeover? Uh, about two weeks because um, I wanted to go in the background and test each feature out and figure it out and try to uh, find any bugs that I could. Um, basically, it's finding out where everything was and testing the functionality because the newer version is, is, is pure HTML5. And so I was used to, as you had mentioned, the Flash applications that were in there. And uh, it just took some getting used to figuring out where everything was and implementing. And I actually deleted the site about four times. <laughs> and it, really it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> and it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> but um, I want, like I said, I want to make sure I knew what I was doing before I uh, released it. And then also, in terms of graphics, I uh, called on um, uh, Burrell McKelfin. Um, he's a graphic designer. He made the new mask head at the top. He's not a member of uh -huh. the site, but he's been a, a friend of mine. He um, lived in my hometown for a while, but he's since moved but to Seattle. But uh, somebody from Chattanooga did that for me. It looks for very us. sharp. I like it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I want to make sure that whenever we um, make a website or a community that it it looks nice. You know, you don't want to have a web presence that represents you that looks like little children did it. Well, and you know what? Studies that were done as long as, as far back as, you know, 15 years ago, maybe even longer than that, they determined that most people, if they happen to just be, you know, like browsing around, make up their mind usually within a fifth of a second whether they're going to stay on a site or on a page or not. Hmm. That that sounds pretty pretty accurate because you have so many millions of websites and apps and graphic designs and um, advertisements that are jumping out at you. You know, I guess that's a, a mental way to screen out the uh, unnecessary bits. Well, and, and like for me, one of the things that I always do is um, 
if I land on a site and it's got too much stuff on it, you know, too much, um, you know, too many ads and too many applets that take a long time to load, I just move on, you know? Mm hmm Yeah. Especially if it loads slow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, we don't have any of those problems with this new site. Are you happy with the performance? Yes, I'm very uh, excited about it. It's, um, it has some functionality in there that the previous one didn't have um, that I haven't actually even released yet. But I want to make sure that we got all the bugs out before <laughs> before we start messing with other stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what would you say, well, when I look at it, I see all of the same sections. I see, I see the same functionality. But as I, as I move around, I'm able to get around faster. You know, the, the pages come up quicker. And I think that's partly because there's not Flash and it's all HTML5. But it does seem to give a, a much better a much faster browsing experience for people who are looking around the site. Is that what you found? Yes, and I'm exceptionally happy about it. Because I think uh, one thing that that, um, that slowed it down, we actually had about a little, <laughs> a little, little over twice the amount of space that we were supposed to have um really running the, yeah and they let me ride with it so, so it's like okay thanks they haven't taken it back have they oh no 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 which is good aning's been really good to me for over the last oh i think that first year i think it's 10 solid years like 10 and a half years ago when we first started uh i played around with a couple of other um content management systems but i landed on ning and i decided to stay there because in the, i've been designing websites for 25 plus years and one of the things that you want to have uh that makes your site successful is making it what's called sticky and by that i mean keeping people on the site you want to get them there um show them some stuff and bring them back and so right. The site was, is, is interactive, so it gives people a reason to come back as opposed to, okay, I'm just going to go look at this and go into the next thing. You can actually do things um, because it's interactive. Yeah. And now, you know, now that you've got it, I mean, do you consider it stable now? Yeah, it's, it's really rock solid. I've uh, tested it on... Uh, all the major browsers, um, Chrome, uh, Internet Explorer, Mozilla, Safari, and even on uh, iPad and Android. So it's came up really well on all of those platforms. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I haven't tried it on my phone yet. Um, does it automatically reformat for smaller screens? It Yes, it does. It gives you a mobile uh, option, and if you... Go and you can actually change it to make it uh, look like the desktop if you want. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. So, what else is going on with uh, Black Science Fiction Society? Um, talk about Earth Squadron a little bit, because I haven't heard. I, I 
I haven't heard any updates lately, and uh, I always want to go to the source. <laughs> okay, well, with Earth Squadron, I would say that's a great question, but <laughs> me and my wife have a joke about that when people say that's a great question. They're just having a mental stall where they come up with something off the top of their head. <laughs> so that's you mean a great to tell question. Me, well, well, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that my questions aren't, you know, when they say that, they're just playing with me? Hey, <laughs> just 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 watching when people say that's a great question. <laughs> All right, okay, you're probably okay, right. But, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, I think it's like a, a mental, a, a little mental thing. But the, yeah, uh, but uh, Earth Squadron is um it's moving slow, but moving forward. Um, there, I'm we ran into an issue with one of the characters. I'm I'm not sure if you remember. But um, with the uh, voiceovers, and so now we're finishing uh, voiceovers, and from the voiceovers, we're going to be doing the actual animation. And the good part about it is we've experienced delays throughout this project because um, sometimes not getting what you want when you want it is the best thing. Because if we came out with the movie and got it done when we wanted to, the the quality and the visual would, no, would not be as good as it's going to be because the technology has um, jumped exponentially since we first started. So the final product is going to be a much better product than we had anticipated. It just would take longer. It, um, the system that we use, which is iClone primarily, um, has went through several iterations of upgrades. And each iteration has made quantum leaps in the quality of the animation. And that also has meant we had to get um, newer computer systems to handle the software. But it's all good. Right. And then there's also some additional um, software uh, and hardware we plan on getting. Uh, and the price on that has come down uh, significantly as well to do more motion capture. We have a motion capture system now, but the new system that we're getting uh, is going to be that, it's going to be leaps and bounds above what we started with. So having the project delayed was a was a blessing in disguise. So and we should have the film completed by the end of 2020. And so we plan okay. um, it'll probably be our early 2021 because we want to make sure once we have the film completed, we want to have um, the marketing so that when it drops, it doesn't like, okay, make a, a little fizzle that it, um, it it makes a splash because this is the bottom floor of our productions. And so this is the first film. It's not like the film that we're going to do. We're planning on doing multiple films in both uh, animation and in live action. And so I'm not sure if you, if you remember now, but we do have a, um, a small studio that was right. constructed right. from um, a business trailer. And so over this next year, that is going going through a um, quantum leap in quality as well. We're going to move from that one trailer to a two-floor uh, structure that we're going to be operating out of. The one floor is going to be primarily for uh, editing and things of that nature, where the second portion is used for actual filming and action sequences. That is pretty cool. So, yeah, so we've got a lot of great things coming down the pipe. 
How soon before you think we'll have, uh, you know, like a, a trailer or a production trailer um, showing, you know, showing off kind of the the level of quality and technology that you you know is being put into the the production? Definitely uh, this year. We're planning on having um, some teasers ready for DragonCon, which is um, August slash September, so that we can kind of uh, capture some of that energy of and, and numbers and eyeballs to generate more uh, publicity for the film. Man, I can't wait. Oh man, I'm geeked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so, how far along are you on your 3D modeling? Is most of that done, and now you're really ready to start doing the animation to putting, you know, putting the voice to the characters? I say about 95% of that is done, and I just say that because the key characters they're done and and Brig and all that good stuff. But we're going to throw in, you know, now that we have even better technology, we're going to add a few other uh, characters. You know, some you know, some little side characters are walking around in the background or kind of make cameo appearances and things of that nature. But we're torn around with taking um, photos of people that you may know and uh, be familiar with and actually <laughs> mapping them onto some of the characters. I think you've seen that before. Yes, I have. <laughs> hey, can can I make a cameo appearance? Hey, uh, it, that's not uh, far-fetched. That's not far-fetched okay. at all. Be careful, be careful what you ask for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Oh man, that does sound exciting. And, and for those of you who want to check out, you know, uh, the the up to the minute information about Earth Squadron, the website is EarthSquadron.com. And uh, let's and see. There's also the I don't Earth think... Squadron group on Facebook. Yeah, and then I'm wondering, you, uh, you don't have you don't have a link on the new website for Earth Squadron yet, do you? Yes, it's in there under in in groups. Okay, it's under groups, but not not on the mm -hmm. main menu. Okay. No, no, not a, not not on the main menu. It's under groups. All right. And uh, I have to say, it took me a little bit getting used to using the new talk show um, uh -huh. ver version, but it's not it's not bad. Yeah, I I agree, especially uh, that feature where you um, it gives you a text printout of the conversation yeah no that's that is sweet that is sweet do you have the tv on in your background there oh uh, no i'm um i'm in a pretty much empty room my wife and i are prepping the house for sale and so oh um, yeah that's right how's that going yeah but pretty pretty well we can got all the major furniture out um because we're going to stage it and we complete just about completed all the painting. I think we're going to be doing a little painting up to midnight tonight to get get everything, every little bit done. Uh, the cleaning people, no, yeah, the uh, real cleaners will be in tomorrow, and so we'll uh, probably have the house staged next week. But I'm in a pretty much the only thing in this room is me, the desk, and this computer. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I have a hint for you, though, um, when you're <laughs> trying to sell your house that people don't think about. Take all the screens off your windows and put them in a closet because then it makes the rooms look brighter. It looks even brighter. I didn't think about that. And then when they look out the windows, the, the view is a lot clearer. Yeah, it's not obscured. Well, that's a good point. Right. Oh, and before right. I, before I forget, we're going to be making some uh, some significant changes to the magazine as well. Um, we took a high a, a bit of a hiatus for a minute to kind of regroup. And Tony Cade, I'm have not Tony Cade, Tony Quaid um, will probably come in at the top of the hour and and give us the spiel on on the new direction. Because he'll be um, kind of heading that up in terms of development. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I apologize. I haven't submitted Hello? anything lately, but I, I uh, can you hear me? Uh-oh, did I lose you? Oh, no, I can I'm hear here. You can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I haven't submitted to anything lately because I have finished a second trilogy in my Dark Side universe. And okay. I'm trying to get it ready to go out the door. And I'm also working on a new, um, a new story, new manuscript about it's kind of a dystopian future where people become uncontrollably telepathic because of a, oh. a, a vaccine that they got. So, like, as you're walking oh, our, down the street. Yeah, I, I think I talked to you about it, didn't I? Yeah, I, re I remember you mentioned it to me, and that, that is very, very original. <laughs> I haven't you. heard of that concept anywhere else. And so if somebody else comes out, uh, let's let's make sure that you sue them. And I'm just playing. But, but yeah, that's a completely different take on uh, this, the uh, that genre. One of the things that I, you know, a few years ago, it was over 10 years ago, Stephen King um, did a book completely on his website. He would put up a chapter every time a chapter was done, and he and he kept doing that. And I I thought that was a good idea. Plus, you know, just maybe to get a, a little teeny bit of revenue in, I did start a Patreon site, a Patreon page, where I will be putting up a chapter or two a month for this new. Uh, manuscript and it's called unintended consequences and hmm. um, people can can read along as I develop the story and I think that there's a link where I can like set up a discus page or something where people can discuss it so I could actually get feedback from readers as soon as I put a new chapter up so that's that's kind of interesting to me and people go, oh, well, you're just trying to make money. And I'm going, well, no, I'm just trying to, you know, maybe defray a few costs. But um, it's it's not very expensive. It's about the price of a, a cup of Starbucks a, a month. I think it's like five ninety nine a month to support it. So um, I what, thought this, that I, I forget who it was, but there was an older gentleman that just broke it down to me. You know, uh, you were talking. We were talking about business and things of that nature and he was like well you know it takes dough to make bread yes it does and so that's true you have to invest in uh what you want you know when you get up and leave the house you 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 pay for gas you pay for uh chips you pay for 
and soda and, and lunch and things and, and cell phones and all this stuff. So if it's something that you feel strongly about, you pay for it. <laughs> well, I have uh, I have pretty good, you know, people review my stories and my books very, very well. And I feel grateful for that. Yes, I know that, you know, it has to do with, you know, how I am as a storyteller. But still, the fact that people are interested enough to check my work out is always gratifying to me. So um, if if people do like what I write, then maybe what I'll do is I'll do this for the next couple of books so that people can watch them as they as they come out and they they'll get an insight into at least how I, I craft a story and um, you know maybe maybe it'll be interesting maybe enough people will do it to uh, to make a difference but it's not something that you know it's not like I'm trying to get rich off of people I just think that you know for my effort maybe maybe a little a little bit here a little bit there doesn't hurt I mean how do you feel about that well, I, I tend to agree that um, if it's something that you want, you'll pay for it. Because people, I think uh, everybody I know has flat screen television, and uh, just about everybody I know has a, a, a smartphone. And so they feel that those things are important. So the things that, you're imp- that are important to you, you invest in. And I, I think that's a good investment. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, not that I'm begging for for money from anybody, but, you know, it's nice to know, you know, maybe over time I'll see, you know, people who are who are interested in, you know, this minimal little little bit of month support of my work so that I can get on with doing more work. Also, let's see, what other news uh do we have other what other news do we have from you? What about the next Genesis anthology? Um, that should be out by, because we have all the stories, uh, and they have to, and they're edited. Um, they have to go through another step, and um, which is layout. And I think the fourth quarter, definitely the fourth quarter. I can't give you a specific date, but before the holiday season. Because we're going to definitely oh, that'll be, nice. be, be able to take advantage of the holiday season and spread the, the cheer. <laughs> oh, and so, yeah, that's coming out. And I think um, another thing that we're going to be doing is um, with the site itself, we'll be focusing on shoring up all of the different projects that we've been doing um, in the past. And then, you know, making sure that all of that is, is stable and, and each one of those things continues. And we're going to kind of focus on the organization becoming uh, the international organization that, that we can be. Because we have individuals from around the world that are members. And so we're going to be focusing on uh, establishing re- relationships with them to uh, really make an impact in their areas uh, as well. You know, we got people in South Africa, we got people in Canada, we got people in England. And so we're gonna be tapping them to spread the word in their countries about uh, what we're doing and how we can all work together. That'll be cool. Um, Do you think you'll actually have portions of the site that 
that uh, you'll you'll specifically devote to, you know, um, I mean, are we going to have sections that may originate in other countries? Oh, uh, we did, we'll definitely have contributions from from other countries, and actually highlight those. That'll be very yeah. cool. I mean, that's and and the other thing that people don't realize is. Uh, the SFS is over yeah. 10 years old, right? Yeah, absolutely correct. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Um, we started this in May of 2008. That's when the, the first members uh, joined the site. And so that makes us this month uh, 11 years old. Yeah, so we've been around, as of this month, 11 years. And Black Science Fiction Society, I'm not sure if people are aware of this, but it's a, when it was conceived, it was conceived as a 20-year project. Um, and we completed the first 10. We've done stuff like, of course, we made the site. We came up with a poster collection. We came out with the first uh, anthology. We came out with the magazine. We came out with the second anthology. We started the digital production studio um we started the first film we created the the radio show that we're on today in 2015 we formed the organization as a, an official 501c nonprofit. um and the idea behind that is to form an organization so that um this if something happens to me or william or of all of us on the plane and it blows up or something that this what we work for doesn't uh doesn't end and so we want to keep that going we also started um prototyping toys and video games um last you know, or two years ago we started a coloring book series um we came out with the heritage coloring book and we're, we'll be having another one out by holiday season again this year and um one really interesting thing uh last year uh we were privileged to um man the diversity section of that of dragon con that was a really big thing for us so the word about what we're doing and the impact has kind of went exponential and as an example of that you know several of us have been invited to uh, other mainstream events. Um, I know you'll be at Multiverse Con, um, and I'll also be there uh, in addition to Penguin Con, and I've been asked to speak um, at Tennessee State University next week. Um, I've already spoken at Clark University, but that was two years ago. And so this, uh, this is kind of opening up opportunities for the people that are involved. Well, I, I have you to thank for a lot of the things that have happened to me recently um, because had you not talked me into going, you know, into going and doing Worldcon, um, well, let me, let me tell you what my, my February was like. In February, I had three consecutive weekends where I had three, uh, three engagements. Okay, so I had Boscone in Boston. Um, where I, you know, moderated panels and, and did a few talks and things like that. 
And then the following weekend, I was in Osceola, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a presentation for... Um, for their Black, uh, Black History Month, and I, I spoke about the the contribution that the Chicago Defender newspaper made to the Black migration northward, mm -hmm. and and for for going there and doing that, first of all, it was it was it was the most surreal experience I've, I've ever had. I got there, and. Um, I was getting ready to speak, you know, I, I, it was on a Sunday, and uh, it was a five-church coalition, and so I get there, and it, there's a whole production, and my opening act for, for my talk was a choir. Well, I've never had an opening act for anything before, so that was kind of, <laughs> that, that, was, that was something. And and oh, then I when I you know I did my I did my talk and it seemed to be very very well received and a lot of handshaking a lot of you know people coming up to speak to me afterwards and then I get tapped on the shoulder and it's the mayor of um, Osceola and she gives me the key to the city for my presentation for having done oh, that's the presentation. Awesome. That is awesome. um, I've I've never been given the key to the city to anything. I mean, you know, that was it was just it was it's a surreal experience. Although I'm it is a double-edged Yeah, it it was a double-edged experience though. It's a double-edged honor because the problem with getting the keys to the city is, you know, if if they if somebody gets locked out, then I got to run down there and let them back in. Got to drive and all that, the way down there. Exactly, See? exactly. And it, and it was my, my my first experience really in the South-South. You know, obviously I had done Dragon Con and Atlanta's in the South. And, you know, um, I've done the Black to the Future uh, Literature Festival at Florida A&M twice. But I've never been, you know, kind of in, it's not exactly rural, but sort of like the rural South. And the people were just as nice, you know. They're just as, I mean, you you know, they talk about southern hospitality, and it's not just a cliche. You know, there's a whole different vibe to it. I noticed it in, um, I noticed it in Atlanta when I came down mm -hmm. to be with you for Dragon Con. You know, because I'd never been to Atlanta for anything other than to be in the airport. You know, coming and from Florida or someplace went. like that. I'm, yeah, that was it. I never, I never got out. And you know, um, uh, you know, our our good friend Quasi's parents lived there, and and they were kind enough to to you know put us up and stuff like that. I mean, the the, the whole concept of Southern hospitality is much much more than a cliche, you know. Oh yeah, and, and so when, um, we have as go ahead. the site is developed as a community. You try to, one of the ideas is to try to foster that in the digital world. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, it was, I've never, I, I was treated very well, you know. Uh, there was a reception the night before the, uh, the, the presentation in front of the, uh, the, the church coalition, and the reception was nice. Everybody treated me well. Um, oh, on the way home, let's say I had to stop at a bank um, in Memphis because I flew out of Memphis and driving to the to the bank so I could just drop a check in in my account. 
went past I went past Graceland. <laughs> you know, I always <laughs> joke about that. I joke about it all the time. You know, like when I go to the way, way far, far south side, you know, we have Highway 57 that goes to Memphis, and I, and I ask people, wow. you know, okay, so how close do you live to Graceland? Because, you know, if they live way south here in Chicago. But I, I drove <laughs> by, and there it was, you know, in all of its, uh, all of its shiny splendor and glory. Um, and, and that was an experience, too. Uh, okay. And then, and then, you know, that wasn't bad. And then we had... Um, we had the Black to the Future uh, Literature Festival in at Florida A and M, and uh, we had Sebastian I'm Jones, sure that was Penelope Flynn, Milton Davis, and myself. We were the special guests, and that that was a great program. And then uh, Sebastian just got uh, a development deal with um, HBO. HBO. So yeah, he's yeah. going. He's going to be exactly. So that was pretty cool too. I mean, you know, the the whole thing. I guess the thing that I want to really express is that if it weren't for BlackScienceFictionSociety.com, so many of the opportunities that I've had in the past, you know, five years never would have materialized. And and also, I, again, I have to thank you for really pushing me out there to to start going to conventions and getting out. You know, because I, I'll be honest with you, before I did any of that, it always seemed like, you know, the, the way that people talk about it, it seemed like, well, I, you know, I don't want to sit at a, at a booth and sell books. <laughs> you know, even though they're my books. And, and, that's, and that's how I saw it because I didn't know any better. Well... You know, I went to uh, Worldcon was my first one. Worldcon in Kansas City, very hot, very sweaty. And mm-hmm. and the other thing about that experience was I had just had a car accident and had had the worst <laughs> the worst concussion of my life oh, and wow. a little bit of bra- a little a little bit of brain damage. Oh, that's right. It was a Friday night when it happened, and uh-huh. and and I didn't just even know I had a concussion. I didn't even know I had a concussion until I was I was talking to the guest and I realized I had clothes downstairs in the basement in, in I live in, an, in like an apartment style building in the basement in the washer and they had to go in the dryer and so while I'm talking to the guest I get up I get a bunch of quarters and I'm halfway down the stairs before I realize you know you're not watching the chat room you're not looking at your screen you're not doing it where are you mm-hmm. going I just figured well shoot I'm on the phone I can talk anywhere so just yeah that now. was that was a weird experience and uh, but but it really brought home the <laughs> fact that you know when I got oh and, and when I got to um, Kansas City and started moderating the discussions I was doing and things like that, I met a handful of people, a handful of uh, former guests on the show, people who mm-hmm. I had interviewed but I had never, ever met in person. And that's, that's the best part of doing this show because I get to meet people who otherwise I never, ever would have met, never would have met them otherwise. And then to, to go to a convention and to run into these people who I've only known as a voice or as, as someone typing in a chat room or something like that, is, is, it's just too cool for words. It really is. 
So again, thank you for uh, getting me off my, you know, my misconstrued ass and getting out uh-huh. there. Well, well, thank you for listening, because um, you know, you know, people can lead the horse to water, but it's up to, up to that person to drink, and so being open to uh, new experiences and learning and growing that, um, you know, everybody doesn't have that uh, ability. And so it works to your benefit. And so I I feel like continue to be a lifelong learner and keeping yourself open to new opportunities and, uh, and actually stepping through the door once it's open, it, it can benefit you. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm not sure what the timing is going to be like because I just talked to, you know, doctor and I'm going to have an ortho appointment, but um, I'm getting a new hip this summer. And oh, one wow. of the things about that is it may happen, you know, clo- too close to the Labor Day weekend. Oh, and wow. I might, and I might, I might miss dragon con and i'm sitting here i'm sitting here i mean i'm kind of upset about that because i don't want to miss dragon con can, but, can you reschedule it <laughs> well i if i could see if i schedule it later that means i'm bone on bone for another six months you know and uh yeah. i'm going to be honest with you um i'm not the youngest person i used to be even though in my head mm. i still think i'm about 25 35, maybe maybe 45 at the latest. But, you know, as I've told you before, in white people years, I'm about 189, and i got to start acting my age in certain ways. And, uh, you know, I, I really should get this done. But I don't want to get it done if it's going to interfere in me getting get to Dragon Con, because I love Dragon Con. First of all, there's so many different people there. Um, that's the coolest part about Dragon Con. I mean, you're talking about 80,000 people who are into science fiction, fantasy, horror, cosplay, um, writing, movies, comics. Um, I mean, just anything that you can think of, no matter what you know you can think of in terms of what science fiction touches, what fantasy touches, what what horror touches. All those people are there. You know, like last year we had the special guest was Stephen Barnes. And and we all got to spend a little bit of quality time with him and talk about some of his projects and things that he's done in the past. Yeah, um, super cool. I ran, yeah, I ran into Larry Niven, who Stephen knows real well, um, mm-hmm. and and all of the people associated with BSFS who I ran into. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish them at all. I mean, I I could not have had a better experience at such a big. Um, big convention and and the kindness that uh, you know Quasi and his family showed you know uh, so it's it's something that I don't want to miss but on the other hand you know if if the timing is bad you know I got I got to think in terms of getting fixed you know getting getting fixed up well you got to be healthy <laughs> yeah that's um, true what about um uh, they have this thing called a hover round. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was. Um, I think I was flying back from Arkansas, 
Okay, so I, I pulled, uh, we, we landed in Raleigh-Durham at the Raleigh-Durham airport um, so I could transfer from a plane there to go into Chicago. And so I always look at my, um, you know, oh, you know when you put your phone or your tablet on uh, airplane mode, did you know your GPS still works? Hmm, I, I was unaware. Of that. A lot of people, oh, a lot of people awesome. never think about that. So, yeah, I, whenever I Raleigh Durham, you were in Raleigh Durham, North Carolina. Yep. Are you aware that that was the it city for black people before Atlanta? Are you aware that uh, the hero in my Dark Side trilogy grew up in Raleigh Durham? Yes. Exactly. So yes, I did know that. All right, good deal, good deal. But but the, I looked and I saw that I had to go, you know, I had 32 minutes to make my connecting flight and I had to go just like a hair under a mile to get from the one gate to the other gate. And so, you know, my my hip was bothering me and I'm I'm hurrying along and you know, I'm thinking and everybody afterwards said, well, why didn't you just get, a, get them to push you in a wheelchair? And you know what? I, stupid as I am, I, it never occurred to me because I never think of myself as being, you know, needing something like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's time for me to get this done. I've put it off for a lot of years. I had to lose 80 pounds so that I could last this long with my old joint, you know. So uh, it's time. But you know me. If I can get there, I'll get there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, so, I'm, I'm oh, what, what? We had a great year last year that was just going to build on that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, have you have you done many of, uh, have you done much of the planning yet for uh, this year's Dragon Con or not? Yes and no. We um, have had several meetings uh, about everything, and it's, we're kind of using last year's um, lineup as the skeleton and kind of filling it out. And we're adding uh, more new people to kind of diversify. We're bringing back probably where we've invited probably about 95% of the people that were there last year. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, who can make it, we're going to bring in, uh, bring them back. And also bringing some more people in, some more gay people, some more Asian people, some more Latin people, some more older people. We're trying to really uh, represent each uh, facet well. You're taking this the diversity track um, uh, responsibility very seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, a lot of times we're not included in certain things, and we've been given an opportunity to be a part. And so I want us to be represented well. Very cool. Very cool. Um, is my invitation in the mail? <laughs> yeah, I, yours is already understood. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I was just checking, man. I was just looking through this big pile of stuff on my desk here, and I hadn't seen anything. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I, you, know, you and I had already talked about that. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to being there. It's just, uh, as a matter of fact, just this week, 
you know, I had gone and I had gotten an x-ray, and then uh, it's funny, my doctor called me at home and said, hey, uh, I, made, I made an ortho appointment for you. I said, why is that? She said, well, because you, you got bone on bone, you know, you have to, you know, um, you you have to get this done. So um, yeah. I, I'm just going to have to get it done. Yeah, you just have one year, and you got to take care of that. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm fond of my own parts. I'm a fond, I'm fond of my original parts, you know. <laughs> and I know they're not going to let me have the old hip, you know. I'm going to ask them, can can I put that in a jar? And they're going to tell me no. So you know, it's when I say goodbye to it, that's it. Hey, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, if you can, the worst they can do is say no. Yeah, well, that's true. I'll, I'll, as they say, you know, where I grew up, I'll ask them um, and see what they got to say. Uh, okay, so what else? Um, what what other um, what other appearances are you making at uh, at conventions this year to represent BSFS oh, besides Dragon Con? Well, that's a good question. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year, this year we're uh, planning on doing about 11 events. So far, we've been to OnyxCon, Sankofa in Atlanta, which is always a great experience. Um, we did an Afrofuturism Minicon at one of the middle schools here that we do an outreach with them every year. Some of the local people would get together and uh, go out there and expose the kids to Afrofuturism and science fiction, and try to get their pique their interest in um, writing and artwork and the genre itself. Then also, we went to the Atlanta Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo a few weeks ago. It was awesome. It was awesome, 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 as always. Uh, put on by uh, Mr. Tony Cade. Um, we we're also planning on being at the African American. Author Expo here in Nashville at the end of the month. Um, in May, there's PinguaCon in Southfield, uh, Michigan. Uh, let's see what else is next. We have uh, the Lit, the Florida LitCon. That's put on by uh, Jeff Carroll. He's a member of the site. Um, She's a, a good friend that have he has. Um, a couple of books out, a couple of comics out. He has two short films, or excuse me, two independent film, films under his belt. So, he, and he sponsored his own event in South Beach, Florida. So, my wife and I will be going there in June. Um, there's also another Honest Con. That, that's the big Honest Con. We have the, the smaller one in the spring and the uh, big one in the fall. It's August 26th in Atlanta. We'll be there. That's always a great event. I think that was the first, uh, the big honest con was the first one I went to. I think it was around 2005, maybe. No, around wow. 2000, no, no, around 2010, because I think I might have missed the first one. But um, that's a great event. Of course, Dragon Con, which is that week long, five day long event in August. It's that the last week of August and the first weekend of september so yes it's always uh, labor day right mm -hmm. just before labor day yeah and then then there's an afrofuturism festival in uh atlanta at georgia state and i'm just waiting on the date for that one um 
Next, we have them. You'll be at the Multiverse Con, right? Yes, I am. I'm. Uh, I think I'm some sort of special guest or something. Okay, great. So I'll get to see you there. And then there's the Yupiri Experience in October. Uh, I think it's oh, the cool. last weekend of October, but I'm not okay. sure. Okay. Double check Ravani because we went to his event last year. We had a great time. We did. Um, we played games. We took pictures. We did this escape room thing. It was off the chain. Oh, and the, the the multiverse con, by the way. No, at uh, the Upyre experience that Lonnie Jackson. Um, right. Yeah. That, that he puts on. Yeah, it was off the chain. They had the cosplayers there, and video and photography, and I've never, up to that point, I hadn't done as an escape room, so that was totally new to me. It was it was off the chain. I had a great time. It sounds like fun, man. The, uh, yes, the multiverse con is on my birthday, by the way. Ha, but I don't want really? you, I don't want you spending. Yeah, don't spend over two three hundred on a gift because it'll be embarrassing. Okay. Okay, so I'll make sure to put that money back in my Monopoly box. Yeah, do that. Yeah, in your wallet. Yeah, your Monopoly wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a. Uh, it sounds like it's gonna be a busy fall season for you. You've got a lot of things on the plate, and for people who want to kind of keep up with these things, um, Jarvis, I'm gonna do the same thing. We're gonna try to post every single appearance on the BSFS um, calendar so that if, uh, if you've got a weekend coming up where you've got some free time and you might be in one of these cities or one of these conventions is going on, you can check out and see if anybody from BSFS uh, has registered to go to something or has put something up on the calendar, and, and you could meet the people who, uh, who helped make all of this happen. Um, yeah, and I encourage that. everybody to post... Um to post their events own. that they're going to uh, and where they're speaking so that other members can support them and what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that'll be great. Uh, I think this is going to be a great, a great year overall. Um, there's a team of people right now working on packaging uh, Darkside, my Darkside trilogy for Sweet. adaptation adaptation for a TV show. That's awesome, man. Um, that would be, that That would really, that would make my year. I'll be honest with you. That would make my year. Um, oh, I bet, too. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really have that much going on except, you know, the, the, the regular everyday struggle of just getting stuff published and getting it out there and getting it on... Uh, uh, you know, on Amazon for people to buy and stuff like that. Um, what about what about anything unusual? I mean, we know about the site, we know about uh, we know about Earth Squadron, and your you know the appearances that you'll probably be booking this 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 year. You know, through the summer. What what else do you have that you might um, that that might be kind of either out of character or something that people wouldn't know about you? Oh, oh, um, well, I've been really privileged at my um, at the day job, which I, I adore my job. I love working for Tennessee State University, which is a 
historically black university in Nashville, which, and there are three of them. You have Tennessee State University, you have Fisk, and you also have Meharry. We're all down the street from each other. But we have been, I've been fortunate to be able to head up our uh, makerspace, which I uh, named the, uh, the Imagineering Lab. And so we're getting a lot of attention from that. We started off with one printer and a little computer and a little uh, a little almost closet, but it was a little room and I was thankful that we got it. And so there's been a lot of attention and excitement around the makerspace. So they built us our own lab um, and they furnished us with about a half dozen um, 3D printers. And the excitement around campus is, is, is growing. I just had a meeting with um, one of the programs working with NASA um, at the university. We're doing some collaborations with them. I've been in uh, conversation with the engineering department, getting more students involved from engineering, because a lot of times with engineering, um, the first two years at university, students primarily do their core classes, you know, English, math, history, and they don't get into the detailed engineering hands-on stuff until their junior or senior year. So this is a, a way for them to get in, get, get and stay engaged their first two years. Also, um, it's a lot of stuff going on around this, but I'm really excited about doing that. Um, last week, Apple, I was invited to a um, invite-only Apple event at the university uh, where Apple reps and uh, engineers came to the university and met with some of the uh, top tech people at the university and, and I was privileged to be invited to be part of that and networked and we're looking at getting some um, Apple products for the makerspace and for the university and that's just nice. the tip of the iceberg yeah yeah I'm really excited about looking into grants and things of that nature but in addition to doing um, the 3D printing, we're going to be adding app development, web development, video, audio, augmented reality, um, virtual reality. And this is for any of the students that actually happen to come through the library and are interested in, in these things. You don't have to be in a particular um, major to get your hands on this stuff and to get ex experience in it. So we're looking at using that space as a way to push STEM and STEAM uh, and getting our students engaged in technical fields. And then also, um, uh, it's a way to tap in with, uh, with the art students as well. Right now, I did some really quick numbers on all the students that have been through the program. About a third have been engineering, another third have been art students, and then the other third um, just random, random majors. And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about. And the only other thing that's pretty much on that level of excitement for me is my son, Taylor uh, Jamal Sheffield. Uh, he's 18 now, and he's also about to graduate next month. He has a full ride to Purdue University, where he'll be studying engineering. So those wow, are, then the, maybe, the, maybe I'll get to see you more often because Purdue is just right across the border from me. Right down the street. 
<laughs> yep. yep. Um, although you, you know what messes you know what messes me up about you know the whole Indiana proximity close to Chicago thing is is that time change. You know because oh. like like w- when it's noon here in Chicago, it's mm-hmm. it's nineteen it's nineteen fifty eight in Indiana. <laughs> Okay, I wasn't aware of that, but I'm glad you brought that to my attention. Yeah, yeah, now you know. Um, you know, it's 9 o'clock. Did you say that Tony was going to come on? Yes, sir. I think he's in here. We have a, we have a, we have a Tony waiting. Let's see if it's the I right Tony, okay? I, I think that's him. Hold on. You better be. No, Tony? 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 Hello, gentlemen. Hey, man, how are you? Hello. If I was any better, I'd be you. Just sitting up here enjoying uh, the conversation. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, I got nothing to complain about. I really don't, man. Good. Uh, Well, first of all, uh, Will, man, it was was good. You said something a little earlier. I want to just backtrack a little bit. It was good putting faces with name, you know, with voices. You know, uh, uh, Jarvis, he did an, a, an outstanding job of bringing us all together and making it real to us. You know, I mean, I, I told you this, and me and Will, I don't remember me and you talked about it. How it's one thing to participate in the in the process remotely or in the virtual world, but it's a whole another thing to meet people and greet. Had a had a great time, and I'm excited about the future, definitely. Well, thank you, man. It, it, it really was. And and then all of them at one time. It's not like one here, one there, one there, one there. Right. There was a whole right. bunch of us that we all knew each other yes. digitally. But we yes. had never we had never been into <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's like it's a like Jarvis said, it's a ready made community. You know what I mean? Well, you know, uh, Jarvis, first of all, I want to say this, and uh, I follow the sentiments of Will. Uh, You were instrumental in, uh, I've had kind of like a rebirth of my career in this uh, thing uh, with regard to participation in the Black Science Fiction Society. You know, I've I've been around this digital, this creative digital industry from day one, and I've seen a lot of so-called groups come and go, so-called organizations but what you've done man is 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 literally historical i'm not uh, saying that with any exaggeration i know you you like to get things done and your 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 approach is very very humble because you just believe in getting focused and making it happen but this is a big deal man and i'm just glad i'm a part of it and i appreciate the work that you've done well likewise man i appreciate you all well i couldn't i would uh, have said it better myself Seriously, man, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the way I feel all the way around. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I just well, you know, it's just uh, we're all creative. And uh, this is a just an, an incredible time. I was talking to some people. Uh, I'm going to kind of work my way back to uh, what I what I did. Um, uh, but I was talking to some people today who are also part of the Black Science Fiction Society. And it's just the fact that you have taken this thing especially in this digital virtual age and in the age of social media where the attention spans, I think they're programming us all to have an attention span of a two-year-old, but uh, the fact that you have you know, kept it all together, and that's what I'm excited about, man. I, I uh, approached you 
I know I talked to you about it uh, at DragonCon, but this year I made up my mind and I approached you. I said, man, look, Jarvis, let me take this bull by the horn and help you. Uh, what can I do to help participate in the in the uh, in the the process and the success of the effort? And so that's why I'm excited to say that I'm going to be uh, helping you uh, edit and I guess choreograph, if you will, the magazine portion of what you're doing. Man, I well, that's what you you're. That's what we're here right to talk now. about, man. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about how you see that you know see your role um um breaking out for for the you know to to make it the way you think it, it it you know what your contribution should be yes indeed well well william you know i i my background i i actually co-published a news magazine in the la area almost man it seemed like it these years go by fast but it was almost 20 <laughs> years ago and uh I've been working in, I've been everything from, I, we're, I'm in a unique situation because I've been writing professionally since I was about 15 and I'm 25 now. So, you know, uh, yeah, right. But, uh, but uh, I've written everything in the digital space, uh, everything from blogs to advertorial copy to magazine. I was, as I mentioned, I had a publication uh, to business partners, but we we had a, a news. Our whole thing was good news. And then on the fantasy side, I've been published. I've had some short stories published in some uh, online electronic magazines. And it's just a no-brainer for me to look at what Jarvis has done here and how he's brought us all creatives together. Although I'm primarily a visual artist these days, but it's the it's the synergy. And so I said, well, let's do this. Um, let me take on a role of capacity. I, I don't really like titles, but for the sake of reference, we'll say I'm, I'm editor. And obviously Jarvis is the publisher and editor in chief. But what I'm doing, uh, Will, is to put this thing together and make it more of a magazine slash electronic publication hybrid, more along the line of, if you think back to the days of Omni Magazine, which had a yeah. good run, I believe they brought it back. Um, Onicus, I know the publisher of that. Uh, there's several uh, public science fiction age. So I've, I've been a reader of these publications. I've, I've been published in some of them. I'm, uh, some of our, our um, histories overlap, Will, as you know, us cats have been around a while. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's no brander to, to just bring it forth and, and, and take all this, my talent, my skill, my experiences, and, and do what I can to make uh, Genesis a go, you know, make it as successful as any other part of the process. And specifically, uh, what we want to do is take the the mission statement, uh, the kind of the way that Jarvis, you know, you've set things up, and we want to bring that forth. Obviously, the diversity is a big deal. We all had a great time, a grand, grand old time at, uh, at the inaugural launch of the diversity track. And so we want to have a magazine that reflects that. Uh, specifically, we want to obviously highlight science fiction, speculative fiction, fantasy horror, uh, also games. Um, I, because I am a 3D animator, that's kind of, I'm a, I'm a two-headed dragon, you know, when I'm at home. And so when I'm not <laughs> writing, I'm actually producing content. And uh, so my, my thing is this. 
People of color should know about the opportunities. We are in a creative renaissance right now. And um, I'm involved, and you mentioned, both you guys mentioned earlier, uh, Jarvis, you, you mentioned the, the school and they getting involved in VR and AR and XR technologies. And, and all that means is just another way to experience this virtual world. So I want to make sure that each edition will, will have uh, uh, segments assigned to letting people know about these technologies. You know, we have the groups on Facebook, a lot of talent, you know, a lot of talent, but a lot of them just don't know what to do. Some of the questions that I see, they just really don't know what they don't know. So we want to have a reference. And at the same time, we want something that people can have in their hands. You know, if you're, you know, you, you got uh, in this digital age, everybody's in their phones or in their, um, you know, devices and whatnot. But I see uh, the pendulum swinging the other way. And uh, magazines are not going anywhere. Just go in a bookstore. You'll you'll see them. You'll see the shelves full. So what we want to do is have the best of both worlds: the electronic virtual world and exposure to these things, but at the same time, give people something to talk about while they're sitting in a coffee shop or whatnot. Because uh, if you're holding a Genesis science fiction magazine in your hand, you know uh, people are going to say, "Well, there's somebody that." got a little bit of sense you know, and uh, starts a conversation at the very least so i'm excited about it and Jarvis, uh, once again man it's a work in progress uh don't want to kind of put too much out there because there's things you, you've talked about but uh the main event will is that it'll be a place for all of us to uh share our ideas and thoughts um learn you know uh there will be uh, uh sections it's my own thing to make sure that people understand the the business side of it so they can learn uh, how to uh, monetize their creativity and not just get likes, you know, and shares. And uh, it's just an exciting thing. I'm, I'm excited about it. And um, obviously, you'll be a part of it, Will, the things you're doing. I'd like to have you, uh, when you can, uh, contribute your, your knowledge and expertise about other parts of it. But it's going to be a good thing for the whole Black, uh, science fiction society. I, I think that this is, this is you know, one of the things that you said that this is timely, and it is timely. And, and I'll tell you what the biggest indicator about this is. Um, up until about two and a half years ago, bookstores were in serious decline because of, of, of um, people, I guess, mostly liking the convenience of getting their books from Amazon. But in the last two and a half years, <laughs> Each successive month, more and more purchases and more and more independent bookstores have popped up and purchases yes. are being made. Yes. So yes. the trend is obviously going back. People are finding value in, in owning, you know, having something in hand. Um, and I, I don't want to point a finger. I don't, I don't know where to point the finger. But I'll tell you one thing that pissed a whole lot of people off. At one time, Amazon remotely deleted, um, I forget which author it was. It was a, an older, a, 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 a deceased science fiction author's entire catalog off of everybody's Kindle. Wow. Wow. Because for some reason, 
I forget who it was. It was oh man, I, it it wasn't Ray Bradbury, but it was someone. It was someone from the Golden Age, okay, or maybe a little bit before the Golden Age, and and people lost their minds as well. They should have because if you purchase something, you should own it. And the thing about uh, electronic books is, if you're not careful, not only will you lose them, but someone can take them away from you remotely because of the way that they manage their own devices. So I think people like to have books in hand. Oh, I, oh you know what? I think it was Orwell. I think it was Orwell for I some think it weird was. reason. I think it was. I read yeah. That. Oh, wow. Remember the big stink about that? Yeah. Of what everybody woke up the next morning and all of their George Orwell had been deleted off their their Kindles. Mm. Well, you know, it's well, funny. I, I we can't we can't go backwards. And so obviously, right. you know, I mean, all, all, everybody here, all of us remember when there was no digital age. We're the last generation. Hello. I don't know. Tony, you there? <laughs> Audience. Now, why we? Oh, there you know, go. Wait, 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 Tony. Tony, you dropped. Tony, Tony, you dropped out for a second. Say what you said. Say the last two sentences again. Oh, I said, you know, I, I was just saying, um, we we have a young audience, and they are they are digital. They are the, they are the children of the of the matrix, so to speak, and that yes. that is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, what what I'm focused on, and, and one of the things that I wanted to make sure Jarvis expressed to me, it was crucial to get the young people involved, you know, and to because we have a young audience to make sure that they are a part of this. They feel like they take ownership of it. In other words, it's not just another page to, you know, flick through their phone or look when they're sure. online and whatnot, but it'll become a resource. One of the things that I wanted to do that we will be doing because of the nature of this type of publication, where we may have limited page space because they're, they're obviously it's advertising driven. It's a true, a true magazine in the truest, truest sense of the word. But uh, we will have uh, extra room digitally because we have a private group. And so that closed group. Now, we have the Genesis Science Fiction page, but then there will also be a closed group. And uh, in that area is where we'll kind of get busy and roll our sleeves up. There'll be workshops that obviously um, you can come in and learn from people who've already had experience selling books going from a uh, book to, you know, from book, from blog to book, to graphic novel, to independent film, to movie, to role-playing game. There's a lot of stuff that any creative can take advantage of. And this is the thing, the unique nature of the digital is instead of it being all digital, but we'll use those, uh, the digital platforms to expand the message and the communication. Well, at the same time, I want to. I want the young people to 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 not feel so disenfranchised. Like there was young one young man in one of the groups, and he's amazing artist, amazing. And I hate that word; it's oversaturated. But he also posted, "Hey, look, my family don't believe in me. My dog ran away and joined the fire department. Mom won't cook me when I come to my mom's house. You know, she won't fix me a plate." Well, there's a this perception that artists are slackers, and a lot of them are. Okay, keep it real, but but the whole thing, the creativity, is what drives all of this. And all of us, Jarvis, you, you've paid dues, man. Will, you, you've paid dues. I paid dues. 
but yet and still it's our creativity that got us here in the first place. So that's something right. that um, I, I just want to make sure that anybody that will listen to this live or listen to this in the archives, by the time we get things up and running, which will be sooner than later, this isn't a, you know, in the year 2525, we are literally are working on this as we speak. But what, what, when this thing, the, the, the reboot, when Jarvis told me, he said, man, look, you know, the magazine, I, I made up my mind. I wanted to do some things with it. We'll do everything that you wanted to do and more, and it will become a big deal. You know, it's just like a, a, a part of everything else. By Dragon Con, um, it's my desire. I, I can't speak for them, but I'm, I'm looking at some vendors, possible advertisers, to have them come down there uh, to represent, you know, um, because I want I want the young people to know how to to get in the game. We got Jordan Peele and the stuff he's doing. He's made himself accessible. You know, uh, you got this this show on Netflix. As an animator, I looked at that show both for content, but also for uh, technically. Uh, there's no reason why we can't generate something like that. I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but which, this, which show were you talking about? Uh, that's uh, um, Love, Death, and Robots. Right. Uh, okay. And uh, it's a great show, uh, uh, anthology of, of, of uh, some animation, animated shorts. I liked about 85% of what I saw up there, but obviously, uh, you know, my loyalties are to, the, to what we've got, what we're talking about here. So I immediately start thinking about how can we nurture that type of thing over time? Uh, Jarvis, you mentioned the movie and, and the timeline. Both me and Will are involved in helping you, you know, actualize that. So, so we, we have an opportunity to, to really make a mark. And then at the same time, where you got all these channels and all these distribution outlets and all of that. Uh, look, I grew up in Hollywood and they are not the only game in town, not by a long nope. stretch. And they know it, which just means it's an opportunity for the creators. I think I understand they're adapting um, uh, uh, Octavia Butler's, uh, 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 I got to set a brain freeze, but her book, book, my ex-wife bought me the book, one of the few things she did that I adore her for. But uh, what is it <laughs> Uh, but it's bad, you know, bad. The, the content is there we create the content all we need to do is put the piece together and i'll do everything in my power to, to make the uh publication you know part of that uh hub well um the the thing is as we we've known well since aol you know and tried to put that time warner thing together to, to get all the the content that they wanted to put together, and then you had, uh, um, well, anyway, all of the stuff that happened during the, the 90s. But the problem is the content is king. And yes. you have, you know, just in the last 10 years, we have, we now, we've gone from maybe, maybe 10 outlets to 50 outlets that are looking for content. And they're looking mm -hmm. for good content. They're not looking for bad content because they can't make money off of bad content. And a lot of people have learned from the Sci-Fi Channel's mistakes of having a great first season of something and then cutting the budget in half for the second season, assuming that viewers are going to just tag along even though the production values have gone to hell and the story's right. gone to hell. Um, right. so, so you're absolutely right. There are opportunities now that just didn't exist as little as five or ten years ago. Um, and, and actually setting people up 
who are content creators, who are people in, I don't want to make it sound like ownership. I don't mean ownership. I mean community. But people in our community, people in our stable who are content creators, getting mm-hmm. them the tools and the mindset so that they can, they can get their works out there, I think is, is, is something that, that is very noble that you, you planned on doing. So this is, this is big. This is much, much bigger than us just sitting around on a Friday night talking about it. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah, definitely. This, 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 this is taking what we have done over the past part of the decade or the decade if you've been around with Jarvis the whole time and turning that into into the the the, the creative content juggernaut that it can be. You know, there's no reason why we can't have um, a BSFS channel. There's no reason oh, why we can't oh, no, get no, enough of our people no. together to be able no. to put out reams and reams and, and you know, even, you know, not it, terabytes of written or writing or art or, or video that, you know, that is at least hubbed by BSFS because look at, look at the creatives we have involved already. Well, that's ahead, the I'm thing, sorry. Will. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. And uh, it's something me and Jarvis talked about over the years. I've been with you, I think, what, 2011. And it's funny, i tell you a little story. Jarvis, uh, we used to, I used to come into the, the chat rooms on the, on the website, and I'm excited about the, the reboot of that, too. You told me some things, I, you know, as, as, you, as you roll them out. But what was funny, Will, is that um, I would post my art up on my page. I did 3D art. Sometimes it'd be client work, this concept stuff. I just wanted to get opinions so I could use that as leverage to get more of a budget for another project or whatnot. Well, anyway, so Jarvis would, would come in there. But so I reached out to him. He, he liked my work and he would he would always post my stuff. But he kept me at bay. I always tease him about this, man. <laughs> kept me at bay, man. I reached out, hey, man, uh, you know, hey, let's talk to him. And I'm, you know, and it was uh, and, and and at one point, it's funny because a lot of the younger people, not to throw any shade on them, they think when you're when you don't answer them that you're ignoring them personally, you know. Right. And so when I got to know Jarvis, what was funny is that. I used to say, man, look, Jarvis would get on my case and say, hey, man, where you been? I said, well, when you told me you didn't love me anymore, man, I left. You know, he ignored me. You didn't give me any answer, You know, and it was just funny because the friendship that I forged with him, and I say it again, and I mean it, he's, he's made me, you know, stand at attention and pay, take notice of, of my creativity and be a part of something. But it was just funny early on, it seemed like, Man, look what I got to make appointment. How many pair of shoes I got to sell just to get a chat? You know, it on me. he flipped it on me like, man, what? Are, what are you not? You're not. You're not. We're not good enough for you anymore. You don't put any artwork up or anything. But what it is, we're, we're building, Will, and you can relate to it, man. You've written some. some oh yeah. Stuff. You know, we're, we're, yeah, we're, you we're know, at it, you know, you, you, go ahead. This is a, the break, you know, you, you stop and you stick your head up for air. But I, I just want to say this real quick because you said something before we, we pass it. The the notion of a channel. One of the things that now this is going to sound. I don't. I, maybe I'll make a few people mad, but that's okay because all, both of us, all three of us, 
know this one thing you have to bring your best work period it's got it's got nothing to do with being better than anybody or or twice as in you just should be getting the habit of bringing your best and one of the things that that i i've noticed and we'll do we'll do what we can about it is that a lot of people a lot of a lot of people they don't bring their best work but they want to get the best response for it and that's not going to happen so then well we're just not picking on our stuff because of people of color or whatever. But sometimes I just want young people, especially the young creatives, treat your treat your like this is your only chance to make an impression. Because as we know, the people, the graphic novel, the graphic novels are being made in the movies left and right. And I don't see that shutting down anytime soon. Books, Will, you just told us that they're looking to adopt your your work to a TV show. I, I can't wait. I got some so-called whistleblower esoteric information that 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 match and i'm going to pass it on to you offline but and then jarvis me and you've talked about the world of iclone and being able to make full 3d animated features off your desktop but oh yeah when it passed all of this technology and all of this and and this is something that i'm going to make a make it a point with 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 you know my contribution with the magazine is that you must bring your a game get good get good and when you're good then get great when you get great reset and start all over again you know because it all as you gentlemen know well you know you write it never stops you 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 know you your writing your writing should be part of like any other part of growth and that's something that uh then i get this other thing and i'll say this and then i you know i know you had a response and jarvis i know if you anything you had to, you wanted to add or anything you wanted me to address but another thing is this, we see a lot of talent, but one of the things that is like scratching a chalkboard to me is when I see somebody who has talent and they're not, they just, they just drew a picture. They said, okay, so this is my character and he or she does martial arts or he or she is in the hood and cops can't shoot them and they don't die. Or he or she is, you know, uh, uh, a spinoff on, on something from Wakanda or something. Get in the habit of, of creating creating a, a, a story I, I it's a good exercise for anybody okay so as a 3d artist i like creating fantasy stuff i like you know science fiction obviously so i've got i'm on a couple of um sites where my portfolio i'll put up a picture and i'll write maybe a paragraph just on the fly it's a great exercise then you sit back and see what people respond you're doing two things number one you're telling the complete story even though the picture is great and the animation is great or whatever, but you're also telling the story. And then number two, you're actually finding out what you could possibly develop for an audience. You know, if people like this idea, then you say, okay, well, maybe I develop it. And don't be scared to work with people who know. Just because I'm over 40 doesn't mean that I'm, I don't have something of value. And likewise, just because you're under 40 doesn't mean that you don't have something of value. And that's the thing, Jarvis, you've done, and I'll step back from it. But you you created a community, and Will, you said it a minute ago, it's not to be taken lightly. It's not just three cats sitting up on Friday night because they don't have a life. You know, this is this is this is part of a of a bigger plan, a bigger picture. I, well, you know, I have nothing. I have nothing that I can argue about that. One of the one of the exercises that I do that I just did. And it's now, you know, I, I mentioned 
not not to pimp it, but I, I am doing I'm doing a novel online. I'm doing a, a chapter or two every month of of a, of a premise that I thought was impossible. And and the premise was what would happen to our society if everybody became uncontrollably telepathic. And so I was trying to figure out how to write my way out of that one. So yeah, I I like doing those exercises, and that makes a whole lot of sense because um, I don't think any good creative is ever not trying to be better. Is not is not a uh, what do they call that? Um, a work, work in, progress. in progress. A work in Always. progress. Yes, yeah. Okay, Jarvis, were you going to say something? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you do that, what I'll do is I'll, I'll take the time and you can maybe choreograph it if you like, and I'll make a, a, a image, just an image, you know, just an image. I may have to have in my database, but I'll make an image that goes with each chapter that you write, you know, as you go. And that'll, that'll be an example for young people. We work on together to, to, to make it better, the sum that's greater than the sum total of the parts. So, because these are the kind of exercises that I see, wink, wink, other groups doing. I see them doing it. I, I, troll, I got a lot of trolling. I got a whole lot of uh, uh, kudos on, on YouTube, but they'll do hangouts. They'll do stuff like that. And and another thing is that there's a, there's always a perception, you know, I'll see people that that, that really really should, don't really have the skills that they think they have. I know a lot of times a few likes and a few uh, shares make you think you're great. But the money comes in money time. The, the, the focus is on uh, getting better, getting better, getting better, and then the money will come. It, it, it has to come. It's kind of how it works. And uh, one of the things that we'll do, reasons why I, I, I recommend it to Jarvis to make it flow because that's one of the things that we're using. Hey, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second, Tony. Jarvis, are you using the speakerphone? No, I'm actually uh, on the computer because, you know, I have that phone carrier issue. Okay, because um, so because we're getting uh, we're getting a lot of distortion from your from your uh, from your line. Okay, let me uh, I'll lower the volume so there's uh, to try to reduce the echo. Okay, that'd be good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Oh no, I was just gonna say one of, one of the things that I'm really excited about this. It, it's as you mentioned, Will. It'd be a work in progress, but we want to we want to have you know skills there'll be there'll be some of the stuff will be done with using artificial intelligence but there'll be a a, a way to an artist he or she writer creative rather uh will be able to um help them and there's a there's a way I, i'm not going to get into the semantics of it to help them self-evaluate their work get their ego out of the way and and get better at it i mean you see young people who can tell a story they think because they went and saw you know black panther about eight or nine times and now they're coming back and it's a spinoff on wakanda and that's great but those of us have been around you know black panther's been around since the 60s you know mm -hmm. so where's the new uh story you know where where's the new and i see some you mentioned jeff carroll a friend of all of ours jeff is really good at taking common things and, and and uncommon things and mixing them together. 
He's very good at that. And that's just one example. So we'll we'll get an opportunity to to uh, tap into some of the talent that we have and at the same time nurture some of the talent that's out there that's yet undiscovered. And then, as I was teasing you the other day, uh, uh, Jarvis, um, <laughs> you know, he said, well, when 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 Jordan Peele, you know, he said, man, that's my spot. I was going to do the same thing. And I know you weren't that he's in his spot. The BSF said the Black Science Fiction Society channel that that's your spot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just <laughs> the thing that all of these things contribute to that. And um, it's just important. I think the basics that this is why this is a great time. But at the same time, the social media, one of the down things about it is that just because you can throw up something doesn't mean that it's not going to make people throw up or just because you may have some good work. <laughs> People just might not, you know, don't take it personally because everybody didn't like it this time. You know, Rod Serling, mm -hmm. you, you look at his backstory. I patterned my, my writing style is very similar to his, but I studied the, I, I, watching the Twilight Zone and then I studied the, what, he, what he went through. And he, he didn't, it, we look at the Twilight Zone like it's, you know, landmark revolutionary stuff, but he went through hell to get that done. And I, I believe that and this I get a little esoteric, but he, he died of, of, of several heart attacks. But I think that just the constant stress of what they put him through gave him the heart attacks. He, it didn't help that he was a chain smoker. But the, the point I'm making is mm -hmm. that don't take it personally. Kind of, it's like, you know, we, we've got children. You know, I, I, you, you got, you know, you're talking about your son, Jarvis, and um, I've got a daughter. I got kids. Yeah. Yeah. I and got you kids. will, you know how it is. We raise them, but we got to let them loose on the world. You know, we all look crazy if we were treating our grown adult children like like they were two and three and five years old. So <laughs> one of the things that I, I, hopefully we can do, I mean, some of them might think they are, at least my daughter thinks she is. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, we want to make that we just want the, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, the, the magazine is my way of, of giving a vehicle that because of its dynamic nature, you'll almost have to move forward with it. You know what I mean? Not you guys. Obviously, we're on the side of fencing. By the time Dragon Con comes, I think that um, we will have in place a lot of components. It's just being one of them to show the world that, hey, look, this is it was a great, you know, extending an offer to us to participate. But you need you need us as much as we need you. That's kind of the thing behind the curtain. Jarvis, me and you talked about this at the event last year because you, mm -hmm. you know, to your credit, man, you was already planning on what you was going to do. We were standing there and everybody was excited and high five. And you say, yeah, man, but next year we'll do it. So um, and then gaming. Um, I, I put I posted some information. Not to kind of get off target, but because you are involved in academics and will this may apply to you and your network as well. Um, I'm part of a, a network of, of of virtual reality, augmented reality developers, and there's some resources there. Uh, grants, there's money available. Uh, I was in the chat room the other day on a YouTube channel and the guy that, that runs it, he's just an old dude is just gets in his own way because I'm in the chat room and I'm posting this information. You know, I'm saying, hey, look, look at this, that there are more grants available than just 
social services and attached to a church. You mentioned you got a 501c. They have grants starting at $30,000 up upwards to $300,000 for content. We've been talking about content for the last hour or so. Um, mm -hmm. These grants are available. Um, it's, it, you know, this, this, this negative narrative of what are they going to tell you? No, anyway, why would you even say that? Why would you even bring that? Up? No, you, what you do is you find out what it takes to get the money and then you go for it. And no, just right. means not right now. That's all. So, so there's some, there's some things going on outside of just being creative. And I'll tell you what, even it's, it's, it's even down to, and I'm going to, I'm going to forward it's, I posted them in the, in the, in the two groups of black science fiction society. And I believe, I can't remember the other group, but um, I'll forward both these gentlemen, the information, but we can take advantage. This is the time. I, I really don't care about whether somebody staged, staged a, a butt kicking in Chicago. It has nothing to do with my world. Okay. Uh, I really don't care whether somebody's going to sleep with so-and-so and is going to get another tattoo. It's nothing to do with my world. And what I'd like to see young people do is get out of the habit of focusing on your world because the other world and focus on your own because your imagination will allow you to create, you know, your own world, imaginary worlds to occupy. And, and Will, as you know, better than uh, both me and Jarvis here, because you do it more than we do. Uh, these worlds take on a life of their own and one thing leads to another. So there's, there's monies available. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do directly with the magazine, but Jarvis, that's something you really, knowing you, you probably start looking under the hood of it already, but uh, there are resources available, uh, development money for not, you know, now time. So uh, that's something else I wanted to talk about. Because things like well, that, I think we need to know. We need to know about them as they come up and I'll do everything I can. We're going to have a calendar, you know, an ongoing calendar in the, on the, 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 the magazine page, as well as in the group and, a, you know, on the hybrids, when we do print them, uh, there will be uh, uh, um, coverage of the events that Jarvis, I know you, you told me that you want to get every event that you can. And uh, so things of that nature, but just being in the know, because that's what media is supposed to be about. All right, that makes perfect sense. I'm excited. I, 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 looking forward I, to getting I down think, to business. Yeah, I think the more the more we all do as as the collective, as the as the Black Science Fiction Society collective, and that means all the members who who are content creators and really want to put themselves out there. Um, and Jarvis, you got to turn that down a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if that's me because I have the audio down pretty low. Okay, well, um, it, anyway, the, the, the fact of the matter is we, we also have to nurture our, um, our, our younger um, participants, like you said, Tony, because not only do they have a fresh perspective, but we also have to grow our own consumers. Yes. Oh, yes. People don't automatically yes. just turn to to science fiction, you know, unless you, you know, someone discovers Star Wars and says, oh, this is cool. And Star Wars isn't real. To me, it's not real science fiction. I know I'm a catch hell for that, but it's. But, but the fact of the but the fact of the matter is, well, okay. In my case, my dad was a science fiction fan, and he had just about everything that had been 
published from the golden age of science fiction. Okay, and so um, that's how I came about it. But today, like you said, um, the people, uh, young people's attention is surrounded by their phones. And and if you you know if you want to break through that, there has to be a compelling reason for someone to get out of chat, for someone to get yes. off of Facebook, yes. for someone yes. to you know you have to capture their imagination. So it's also incumbent upon us to try to awaken that kind of media consumption habit in in a new generation. Yes, indeed. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because. Uh, I want to back, you said two things, and, and one of them is grow your own consumer base. So, so Jarvis, I mean, we were talking about uh, the magazine, and, and obviously this is part of his business model. So it, 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 it has to generate revenue. That's as much a part of the success as all the great content. Well, one of the things that a lot of people of color, I, it is what it is. There's people in general, I shouldn't say that. Nobody likes to sell. But yet and still, we all sell every day. Everybody, right. everybody sells every day. Every time you go to a store, every time you go to your job, every time you, you uh, go to the post office, you're selling something. You're selling yourself. Okay? You know, um, and one of the things that, uh, that, that is uh, something that I'm, I'm focused on is what you said, Will, growing the consumer base. So we have a lot of talented people. I see them in the groups. And they'll post stuff like this. And at, at one time before I really, because I kind of worked in the social media from a business aspect, I don't, I, I can remove myself from what I'm about to say. But a lot of people will post something and they're, they're soliciting. They're, they're soliciting, um, you know, customers. It's, you know, I can't say it any other way. But if they understood their market, if you are an artist, and you're soliciting work, and the arena is full of artists just like you, chances are you're not going to get any customers out of that. The answer to that is not, oh, well, these people ain't ready for me, or they weren't ready, or they just want, or the cherry pick. No, you're just in the wrong place. You shouldn't be using that for trying to solicit, you know, work. Now, granted, you can get some work from there. But I see a lot of people doing that with social media and Facebook particularly, even though Facebook has changed the way the world advertises. And I want to get to our point, but I'm just bringing it home to what you said, Will. Facebook, most people, it's been my experience in my other life when I'm, I'm servicing my clients, they have no idea how to use it properly. So just posting something is not the same as advertising or just throwing your money. You know, Facebook is driven by people who like money. They're not nerds. They didn't start out as nerds. They started out as money grabbers. That's another conversation as well. But so they made it when they saw that people were getting the benefits of advertising just by posting. They did two things. Number one, they changed the algorithms and that affects us all. And number two, they said, oh, well, look, so and so people saw your post. Why don't you give us five dollars and you can show this many more people? Well, Why don't you just take that five dollars and make a, a paper airplane out of it? throw it out your window because it's the same effect same thing yes so yes. so where where i'm going with this is this we have a we have an obligation as creatives to market ourselves to sell ourselves to learn our markets to learn how to sell ourselves but also we're in a unique situation that we can become 
a, a harvesting bid for our own customer base because science fiction, everything we see technology-wise started out for the lack of better in somebody's imagination. And, and some things went one direction to become a product that we use, a phone, a handheld device or whatnot. But that same imaginative spark went another direction and that became some of the, the people, some of the people you mentioned, Orwell and, and Bradbury and Asinoff and whatnot. And, and, you know, some of our people um, are, are making their mark. Will you be in one of them? So one of the things that I think is crucial in this whole Black Science Fiction Society effort, and, and Jarvis, you've done a, a, an amazing job of setting it, is that we're growing multiple things. It's not just a place, a meet and greet. Uh, it can be all, it's all of the things, but it's also a place where you can nurture talent and people can learn. One of the things that we'll be doing in the magazine is uh, reaching out to the, the, the small independent publisher comic books so where, you know, if we do our job, they'll have a reason to spend their money with us advertising. And then me personally, I'll do everything I can using blogs, using uh, uh, articles and things of that nature to show them exactly how to sell your art. Just because you're talented doesn't mean you're going to go to the front of the line. It never works that way. Never. It never works that way. By the same other end of the pond, there's a whole lot of people that are mediocre and average, and it seems like they just figured it all out. So, you know, we want that you want to you want to kind of add balance to it. And and, um, and then the rewards come the, the rewards come from the work and the effort that you put in. And, and the other thing that people uh, uh, should should come to realize is that Black Science Fiction Society is not a brand itself, but what it yes. is is it's 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 a creative community. Yes, yes, yes. And so everywhere you see Black Science Fiction Society, um, you're you're seeing the brand. You're seeing you're seeing excuse me, not the brand, but you're seeing the the, the community collective, and yes. and people yes. should get into the habit of when they see it, knowing that there's something there that should be of interest to them. Yes, indeed. It's funny you mention that, Will. When I, when I published the news magazine, we had a, it was called a community spirit, and we actually hit the floor running and were actually nudging some of the established newspapers in town, the black newspapers. They all took notice of me. Now, fortunately, I, I had good relationships with most of the publishers, but what made us different is that it was not a black thing. Everybody didn't have to wear daishiki and have a fro and wear you <laughs> black wear black shoes and you black toothpaste and just I'll walk around with your fist pumped up in there all the time, your arm go to sleep. It was a black point of view, but we covered everything, man. I had a, I had a a, a photojournalist that that uh, we met, and she had just returned from Cuba. And Cuba, we still hadn't weren't able to go into Cuba at the time. And she had done this photo essay. We featured her in one of our issues. And that thing got us uh, advertising in several Caribbean uh, uh, businesses that didn't advertise in the black newspapers. And uh, it was just because of putting this, there was a, a picture of a, of a Cuban. He was an elderly gentleman. And his face looked like he was just the face of Cuba. I, I wish I still had, I lost it on the hard drive. But, and he had, he had a cigar in his mouth, that image, literally 
moved us to the front of the line. So I was able to get advertising from companies and businesses that just didn't advertise in black publications because of what you just said, because it's not, you know, a, a black thing. And at the same right. time, the point of view is important because Jarvis, you made it very clear, you know, that uh, while diversity, you, you, you got a commitment, you just said it tonight, you got a commitment to make sure that everybody's represented, but you haven't lost sight of the fact that this is from your point of view. And that, I think that's what's unique about this community, Will, what you're talking about, because we attract everybody to it. I think there's a place where no, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a golden opportunity to really, really, really take advantage of, of a climate that many think is unfavorable right now. But we're in a position as creators and imaginary, we're, we're creating tomorrow land, the world of tomorrow, if you will. Or at least yeah, and, participating and the, in it. Well, here's the obvious part. The obvious part is if you look at modern entertainment today, okay, you know, you see blockbuster entertainment in, in, in uh, old meme comic books, okay? You see the DC universe and you see the, the Marvel creative universe. And so the fact of the matter is, you know, they, they've had to go pretty far afield in order to try to fulfill, you know, the, the necessary excitement for them to make money. And, and they are making money. There is no doubt about that. But when you look at where are the breakout hits, where are the breakout, the, the breakout properties that make an enormous amount of money unexpectedly? And, and then you have to look at, you have to look at uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman had an effect that was just unbelievable on the culture. I mean, especially for little girls. I mean, this was something that they had never seen before. You look at Black Panther, obviously, you make that much money, you're going to, ha you're going to raise a few eyebrows. So the, the fact of the matter is people are recognizing that there is more to, to entertainment than what we've been fed for the last five generations, ten generations, yes. and, 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 and th uh, themes that present a diverse cast, themes that present a, um, a cast that looks like what America looks like are making money because people like seeing themselves or representations of themselves in, in today's entertainment. So that, you know, don't think that Hollywood has all of a sudden gotten, you know, uh, uh, diversity crazy or anything like that. No, Hollywood, as you said, as you said earlier, they still want their money. They still want that yang, and that's the only reason why they're doing that. Okay, fine, I'll accept that. You know, I will accept that maybe I get a TV show out of Dark Side because um, – Somebody mentioned that it was, uh, the log line for it is, it's a detective story based on Wakanda on the moon. That's the log line that they're pitching Darkseid for. Okay, I will accept that because if it gets my work in front of people's eyes, I don't care what the excuse was, it's something that wouldn't have happened otherwise, you know? So um, for for Black Science Fiction Society to be a hub, to be a terminus, to be a locale where people can park newly creative things that other people have not seen, um, they can they can uh, bring diverse content 
that they can't get anywhere else. You know, I've, I've submitted several stories to Analog Magazine, and they were easily good enough to be in Analog Magazine, but they weren't, okay, because they like working with their people. They like working with their editors. They like their editors who look for, you know, the kinds of stories that they want. Yeah. Okay, that's they, fine. Yeah. All right. You know, my, uh, can, I, can I tell a quick story? Can I diverge for a couple minutes? <clears throat> I wrote a story about why all the time travel stories that um, Analog had published and then before that, you know, amazing stories and all of the other were, were scientifically inaccurate. And, and somebody pointed out to me, well, you know, time travel doesn't exist. And I said, well, that's not the issue. The issue is that when you go back in time or forward in time more than two and a half minutes, you end up off the earth. And people said, you know, nobody, nobody had ever considered that. They went, really? I said, yeah, the earth is moving 42,000 miles a second. You, you, you go back in time two minutes, you're off the earth because the earth is someplace else. Because in the math, when you talk about, you know, even if you talk quantum physics, even if you talk, you know, going deep, 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 deep into string theory, there is no correlation between um, Earth's location and, you know, wedding a time traveler to, to the, the surface of the Earth. Well, I, su I submitted a funny story of me going to analog, pitching that story, and of course they didn't like it because... They, it, it poked fun at, at, you know, one of their sacred cows, which is their stories are supposed to be the, you know, the cream of the crop, and I wasn't taking it seriously enough. So, you know, it, it, if, if I can't get good stuff out there in these so-called premium um, locations, these premium media outlets, there is obviously a need for BlackScienceFictionSociety.com, at least some place where people can go, hey, I wonder what William has written lately, you know, or, or something along those lines. And, and so, yeah. and, and your magazine, oh, what's the frequency that you think you'll be coming out? Well, that's Four a times good a year? question, Mr. Jarvis there. <laughs> let's just say, uh, let's say this. Um, We'll have we'll have the we'll have the the reboot issue ready in time for Dragon Con because uh, Jarvis and I have been in discussion on what would be I I'm lobbying for uh, every electronic uh, uh, edition every two months and with the print edition on demand every quarter. Uh, but that sounds uh, good. Yeah, that's a good schedule. Yeah. Well, thank I you. Like Maybe that. okay. Okay, you heard that, Jay man. You heard it. We're tag teaming <laughs> it, okay? Because Jarvis feels like we don't have enough content, but I I think we do. I think with the with the with the way this thing's gonna go, and and certainly everything that I'm all the effort that I'm gonna put into it, and and making use of our group, and our creativity and the talent that we have, I think we have enough content. And remember, some of the content is advertorial. I'm I'm gonna be very aggressive about getting advertisers to partner with us. So, but to answer your question, what we would like to have get to a point where it's every two months in electron, electronic, 
and then a, a print copy every quarter with the last year. That's the gift one. That's the one that you you know we you know Jarvis gives us all uh, Christmas bonuses and whatnot. You said you had a birthday coming up, Will. You said you didn't want him to spend too much money. Well, look, Jarvis, <laughs> this thing works the way I think it will. You can spend money on my birthdays every day of the year, man. So you know you can just spend a little bit every day of the year. You make it easy on yourself. But uh, that's the plan, Will. That's the plan, and I, I think it's. I think we can do it. You know, it's a work in progress. Obviously, Jay Man will have a, you know, last say on it. But I, I'm, I'm gonna give him a very compelling argument that we can manage content. Plus, we have our COD comp. And remember, we got people joining every day that don't know. You know, we've been with him a long. I've been with you what since 2011, 2012. Uh, but there are people who will join today that they don't know anything about any of the stuff you did before. So we've got enough stories, enough archival stuff. We'll use it. You know, we, we recycle, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we're going to go green with it. Will. so we'll, we'll be sure. making the max content we have. All right. Well, we're, we're down to about the last four minutes of the show. Um, Jarvis muted. I hope he comes back. Um, one of the things that, that is always of interest to me, um, are are the very very cool people that I get to meet on this show, um, and like I said, I, otherwise I never would have met them otherwise. And then, you know, the, the you know coming to Dragon Con and meeting you and all of the I, I I had never met so many people that I had only known electronically in my life, and it was yeah. quite an experience. Yeah. You know, it's it's completely different. Um, and it's not it's not like oh I thought you were taller or anything like that. It's like uh, you know what? I I would say most people what they said to me was now I get to meet the person behind the voice because people yeah. have been hearing my voice for six years now, um, and and so that that to me that still made me feel pretty good. You know that that at least there's that many people out there who are, you know, who pick this up as a podcast or who have randomly listened. Um, so that's gratifying too. So okay, so we've got uh, we've got the book that will continue the anthology that will continue coming out. We have the magazine, which is going to be under your tutelage for you know at least for the foreseeable future. We have Earth Squadron, which hopefully will be out in 2020. We have the Genesis Science Fiction Radio Show that we have every Friday that we can get a good guest for. Um, and and yet, like you said, we have the you know just the unbelievable amount of content that is that that is hosted by the BlackScienceFictionSociety.com website. And I I believe that you and Jarvis are right that this is going to be a breakout year because you know when you think about all of the oh man when when you think about all of the creatives. That we have, you know, visiting and and hanging around BSFS. I don't think there's. I have never seen another online site like it. Have you? I mean, even Facebook. Facebook is just some place to pretend who you want to be. But I mean, yeah. even on yeah. Facebook, you know, even though you may have ten thousand people in a group, that doesn't mean that that you have ten thousand creatives or you have ten thousand this ten thousand. When when you have. Uh, you know, five, six, seven, however many thousand people are on BSFS, those are people who have taken the time to sign up and and show up. So it's it is a rather a rather heady community. Um, well, we'll, we've we'll got be, about. You know, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just gonna say we'll be. Uh, I'm gonna be posting stuff um, uh, on the on all the groups. Uh, I'd like to probably talk to you and uh, Jay Jarvis about uh, you know making announcements periodically on the shows. Maybe I send you something uh, pre pre recorded or something. But uh, and then I'd like to come back uh, once we've got things a little more solidified as far as a foundation, you know. Um, and talk about it but thanks again for the work you're doing will it it, it it it's a it's a lot of work that you and jarvis put in and it's and I, I i don't get a chance to listen live but i listen to the remote stuff and it's uh just an exciting time i'm glad to be a part of it thank you so much for saying so jarvis did you make it back oh yeah uh and as okay, always good. we're we're at the end and i want to thank everybody for this last 11 years of being able to be um a facilitator for this project um I, it came up a little earlier that um, black science fiction society uh in its genesis was created to be a virtual community not just a, a group of random individuals thrown together in a chat room uh and so far it's been a success i think because we've been able to touch um many lives many individuals we've been able to forge friendships we've been able to create content together and uh collaborate on different different projects and so that to me um has been a great privilege and i want to be able to continue to be a part of this and I want to see this continue to grow and bring any even more people under the umbrella to keep this project moving forward and for everyone who has been part of this. Um, I am extremely grateful to you for your support. Well, on that note, we are going to draw the uh, the evening to a close Tony I want to thank you for stopping by man it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, we don't obviously we don't we don't get to talk much. Um, I'm going to uh, hang on. I'm about to lose my headset here. <laughs> I'm I'm about I'm I'm going to uh, get get my phone number to you so that we could touch base more often directly. Okay, we'll do. And and anytime you think that uh, I might be able to assist you with something, I would be more than happy to help out and and Jarvis likewise, again likewise. well a absolutely and Jarvis you know you keep continuing to grab you know these great guests that you managed to pull out of your hat and uh, I will I will do my best to try to continue to do the kind of interviews that you have come to expect all right good deal So, anything else, gentlemen, or shall we call it a call it a night? I think that's it for me. I got to get back to painting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, on behalf of Tony and Jarvis, I want to thank everybody who listened live, and I also want to thank everybody who picks this up as a podcast. As you see, 2019 is going to be a pretty exciting year. Actually, 2019 and 2020 are going to be pretty exciting years for BlackScienceFictionSociety.com. If you have not visited the newly redesigned site. Take a look at it. Take it for a spin. See if you like it. And uh, we will be back next Friday with a brand new guest. So thank you all for listening. And gentlemen, 
I want you guys to have a great weekend, okay? You too. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Take care. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.